good morning. Good morning. All right. Happy New Year. Yeah. That was a special effect. Come on, let's come in. Let's find a seat. Let's get situated. I got something here that's fire. I believe. I believe, man. I believe God. I believe God wants to challenge us and take us to another place. Uh, I'm excited. I wanted to get up there and worship and just start preaching. So forget everything else. All right, we good? We good? Amen. For the next three hours, I want you to just stay riveted. I want you to stay focused. Don't be distracted. Amen? Can we do that? All right. How many hours was Star Wars? You guys sat through that thing, right? You didn't, you didn't go through the bathroom. You didn't, you didn't go get a, a, a coffee at the bodega. You didn't get a bread. You, you sat through that thing. Nobody would let you get, try to get up in Star Wars. See what's going to happen. Those people are crazy. They'll cut you down with a Jedi. Cut your legs off. I was scared to move. Let's pray. Can we pray? I put the prayer up here for you. I, I found, I found this, this thing was messing with me. Battle ready prayer. YouTube that this week and pray it. It's 16 minutes long. We're not going to do that, but, but it's 16 minutes long. YouTube it this week. I challenge you and, and pray it and, and let it pray over you and, and just read it and just, I mean, you've, you've wasted more time on YouTube, right? Right? Watching cat videos and watching all kinds of stupid, <laughs> stupid things, right? Just do that once this week. Battle ready. Pray. I just took a couple of words out of there. I want you to read it with me. You ready? Let's go. God, if I'm wrong, write me. If I'm lost, guide me. If I'm far, bring me close. Give me a mind to pray, a heart to seek your face, and the authority to follow through. And when I start to give up, Keep me steadfast. We're not done. Today is a new day. I am filled with unlimited potential. There are no ceilings on my life, no obstacles that can be overcome or barriers or barriers that can stand in my way. My hopes and dreams can manifest today. And I approach no we skipped the part and i approach this moment with great expectations for miracles and breakthrough and deliverance in jesus name amen amen here's my scandalous quote of the day you ready here it is real simple i am a mess and deeply loved by god Happy New Year. Can anyone admit and receive that with me this morning? It, amen. Me and Derek are a total mess. And we're deeply loved by God. It is January 3rd, the first service of the year. And if you went into the new year thinking, this year will be different. This year I'm going to work out. Wow, that's so funny, right? 
This year I'm changing my waistline. I'm changing my habits. I'm changing my attitude. I'm changing my environment. I'm changing the circles I run in. What sucks for you is that the New Year's fell right before the weekend. <laughs> Amen. So by now you had a few too many coquitos. You had a few too many cookies. You haven't done a sit-up except to sit up and get more food. And because of that, you've probably already changed your, your, your desire to change your attitude for the year. Can, anybody, if those of you that can keep it real with me, can you say amen? amen. <laughs> can I give you permission today for a few minutes to sit back and say, I'm a mess. But I'm deeply loved by God. Allow me to just remove the stress of changing for the entire year. The pressure of doing everything different this year. The anxiety of not making the same mistakes. Of not being the same person. Does anybody stress that? Can we stop worrying about the year for a minute and let's just deal with today? Can we just deal with today right now? I, I believe God deeply loves us and he wants to work with us today. I believe he wants to do something today. And if you could accomplish something today, you'll see tomorrow differently. Come on, how many, you, you know what I'm talking about. If you can have one experience today, it'll make you look at the rest of the week a different way. One encounter with the creator today. One word from God today. One embrace, one brush with his presence. One touch of his grace. One move of his power. One step in his will and authority. And we'll find strength for tomorrow. We'll find courage to walk into next week and we'll find ourselves still standing in February. One timely word from God this morning. So I want you to know it's the new year. It's a, the first service of the year. I'm not changing anything. I'm approaching today the same way I approach every Sunday. I'm actually picking up where I left off last year, which, which was, you know, last year, like a year ago feels crazy but i'm picking up where we left off and i'm walking in it and walking through it amen last year we ended off the, the, the year with a service called the do-over if you weren't here you remember as a kid do-over right every time you you messed up it was your turn and you wanted to get another turn right at the end of the turn you cheat and you say no no do over do over and you get to go again and we, and we talked about that last year, and, we, and, last year and, and what we did last, last service, we actually gave out duos. We actually gave out do-overs. I know this is like fancy. This is serious. We actually gave these out. Yeah, we did. And, and you know, when you watch that Ellen show or that Oprah show and, and you watch it on TV and you're like, oh man, I wish I was at that show. Because that show, everybody got a new car. Everybody got a $500,000 gift certificate. And you say, man if, man, if I had only been at that show. So I know some of you were kicking yourselves and say, man, if I had only been at that service last week. Man. But, but, but listen, I, I want you to know that God has more resources than Ellen. 
Come on. And so what, what we were able to give away on that special end of the year service, God has provided so that we can give it away this week, so that we can give it away next week, so that we can give it away every week. Everybody's going home with a do-over every week till he comes or you go. You should be a little more excited about that. Now, religious people will say that's a waste of God's grace. But they'll only say that until they need it for themselves. Amen. I want you to know that God's grace hasn't run out. And if you missed it, it's still available. You don't have to get a ring check. You don't have to grab one of the ushers and say, listen, do you have any more of those things left over that you gave out? Maybe you can hook a brother up. You know, I mean, you know, me and you, we tired. You know, I bring you coffee, you know. You don't have to get a ring check. It's still available. You just have to be ready to walk in it and stay in it. Amen. So my my goal this morning, what I want to do this morning is is to help you get ready so that you can stay ready. Amen. In the in the words of the great theologian Andy Mineo, he says, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. You got to do this when you rap. Yeah, yeah, you got to you got to do this with your hands. If you stay ready, you ain't got us for you people over here. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. I know that's right. Come on, come on. So listen, relax, forget the resolutions, they don't work anyway. We start every year with some sort of challenge and that's not going to change because by nature, we respond to challenges, right? Isn't that true? By nature, we dare a man to do something, he'll do anything. We're dumb like that. By nature, we respond to challenges, you want, you want me to prove it to you? How many of you done Tough Mudder? Raise your hands. Spartan Race? Raise your hands. Uh, Mudderella? There's all those other, any of those challenges? Raise your hand. See, look, look. Proof, proof that we would pay $80 <laughs> to push yourself through miles of mud and hikes and runs and obstacles with all kinds of challenges to get a $1.99 headband that says Tough Mudder on it. To get a $3 Spartan Race t-shirt that says Spartan Warrior or Jedi, whatever, you know? Why? Why? Because deep inside... We know that we can do more. That's why. So I'm not making fun of you guys that did it. That's awesome. Deep inside, we know we can do more. We know that we can handle more. We know that we can take on more. We know that we're stronger than the, what the world can throw at us. Amen? So listen, we wear that 99 cent headband to let people know I am one tough mother. I know that sounds funny, right? I ran that race. I finished that run. I completed that challenge. And that's why that $3 t-shirt means something. Because it, it took exercise. It took, it took struggle. It took, it took pressure. It took, it took power. It took will. It took determination. Amen? And, and, and listen, what I want to say to that, that's all well and good. And I encourage you all to keep pushing your bodies to keep, to achieve, to overcome all kinds of finish, uh physical challenges i want to tell you today if you want to lose weight this year you can come on 
Don't hit, don't hit your husband like that. That's not nice. If, if you want to get healthier this year, you can. If you want to get in better shape, you want to bulk up and get strong, you can do that. Say amen. Grunt men. <laughs> you can get strong. But understand one thing, and this is what I want to challenge you with today. They're still going to bury you one day. I know that was, that was low. <laughs> that, was, that was hardcore. I'm sorry. You are still going to get buried one day. And nobody going to be in the box talking about your six pack. <laughs> nobody. And you know what? When we get to heaven, listen, God's not going to say how many orange headbands you got, son. God's not going to ask how many Spartan t-shirts do you have. God's not going to say, do you even lift, bro? At that point, at that point, none of this is going to matter. And what I want to say to the body of Christ, if we paid as much attention to our spiritual lives, as much as we're concerned with the outer appearances, the body of Christ would be in amazing shape. We'd all look like we trained at Chris's gym in the city. I gave you a plug, bro. All right. Listen, 1 Timothy 4, 8, check it out. I'm going to give you scripture so you don't think I'm just, you know, I'm just jealous. Because people got bigger arms than me. I'm going to give you scripture so you, so you see where I'm coming from. Because like, I'm, I'm making fun, but it's, but it's serious. You know what I'm saying? It's serious. We worry so much about our outer appearance and, and we don't pay half as much attention to the spiritual. So 1 Timothy 4, 8 says, look, for 1 Timothy 4, 8, for physical training is of some value... But godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. I love the way the message puts it. Look, look what the, how the message says it. Exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please. Workouts in the gym are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so, making you fit both for today and forever. You can count on this. So here's what we're going to do, church. We're going to step up our game in January. Amen? We're going to have challenges in four areas of our lives this month. It's a 30-day challenge. It's a four-week challenge. I don't know how four-week equals 30, but regardless. Another church put this together, so I'm just going with it. We're going to start with one challenge every week, and then we're going to add on to the next challenge each week after that. And the goal of the challenge isn't a headband or a t-shirt or bragging rights. We're training for godliness. I want a church that is strong in the Lord, strong in their convictions, strong in their faith, strong in their commitment, strong in their determination. The goal is to reset. Somebody say reset. Reset is like a do-over. It's like a restart. I work in IT. What's the first thing the IT guy tells you when you call him and say you're having a problem? Restart. Did you restart? And you guys hate that. I know. But, I don't know why you just don't do it before you call us. <laughs> you know that's what we're going to tell you to do. And you know 85% of your issues are going to be fixed with the reset. But you call us anyway. I'm not, did you reset? No. I'll wait. 
Is it working now? All right, great. Thank you. Have a great day. Did you reset? I'll wait. Okay, thank you. Is it working now? Awesome. I'm telling you, 85%. Why? Because when you restart a computer, you return files back to where you use a a, a good set of a a working set of files that are in the right place. You you wipe out temp files. You wipe out programs that are that are stopping you. You come. This is spiritual. When you restart, you put everything back. You close everything out and you put everything back in place so that you start with the with with the from the right place. That's why it'll fix 85% of your issues. You can have that advice for free. So this week, the first week of, of the year, the challenge is to reset your prayer life. Listen to me. This is, this is in red in my notes. I know it means nothing to you, but to me it matters. So, so I have to say listen to me before I say that. Without prayer, you can't and don't connect with God. You can't speak to God or hear from God without prayer. Simple, right? It seems like like dumb things to say. But for some of you, this is your prayer life. Yeah, it's offensive time. For some of you, Sunday is your God day when and if you get here. Can we keep it real? When and if you get here. And and I'm tired of the excuse. I hear this all the time. Listen, man, church thing, I love your church, bro. Oh, I love Pastor Man. When you you know, you speak to me, man. You know, you speak to my heart and stuff. But you know, church ain't my thing. Church ain't my thing. You, you, you know what? I'm gonna speak prophetically to you right now. That is no longer an excuse for you. Let me speak to the camera. That is no longer an excuse for you. Make it your thing. Some of us are one tragedy away from developing a real prayer life. But do you want it that way? Let's not wait till the car breaks down. Let's not wait till the bill can't be paid. Let's not wait till the baby's sick. Let's not wait till your daughter's walling out. Let's not wait till your son is hooked on drugs. Let's not wait till your marriage is falling apart. Let's not wait till you've tried everything else and you're at rock bottom and you got no other choice. And now we develop a prayer life. And now we say, God, can you help me? And then get mad when he doesn't answer in 30 seconds. And then tell, tell Christians, I tried that. I prayed. Oh, did you, sir? Did you? Yeah, your car got a flat tire. You pray, God, can you fix the flat? See? No God. See? God doesn't love me. I prayed. I, 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 like three minutes, I waited there and prayed. I prayed with my heart, though. I prayed with my heart. God fixed the tire. I don't want to bend down. My back hurts. I don't want to get the jack out. I, I don't want a God. And, and, and there's no, you know what I'm saying? I challenge you, church, to connect with God before all this happens. Let me give you a, a, an example of something that just happened to me. This was amazing. I was walking home one day. This is a couple weeks ago. That day I chose the wrong day to wear a brand new set of shoes. 
on the day that I have to walk the most, and I'm walking everywhere, you know, my walking and walking. And so, you know, the, the back of this right here, you like the socks? So the back of this right here is raw. I mean, blister. I mean, it's bad. You know, you're walking stupid. Like, <sighs> you're walking like the guys that sag their pants. You know, they can't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love you, though. You're a mess, but, but you're loved by God. So anyway, so so anyway, I'm I'm walking home, and so I normally I get out at the I, I got out of the train station. I have to walk two blocks to the light, and at the light I make a right, and then I walk all the way downhill to to my house. Seven minutes, eight minutes to get home from that station. This day, I'm walking. I'm walking. I get to the light, and I turn right at the light, and when I go to go down the hill, it's not a hill. And I see him in front of me, a church sign. And I said, but, but wait up. There's no churches on my block. Where am I? I? I'm serious. I'm dead serious. You can laugh at me. I was laughing at me. But I walk to the light. This is my encounter. I walk to the light. And I turn. And there's a church sign in front of me. And I said, man. And so I walked, I kept walking toward it. And I see, oh, this is family. This is on East Lincoln. What am I doing? So I, I realized where I was, but I was far from my house. And, and I'm, 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 I'm having a hard time. My shoes hurt. I don't want to walk more extra. Today's not the day to go extra. Right? <laughs> And so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm saying, man, like, what happened? What, what just happened to me? And so as I, as I get close, I understand where I am, and I walk the boom, boom. But long story short, 20 minutes to, to, in walking. 20 minutes in this long way to get to my house. Shoes bleeding. I mean, my ankles are cut, bleeding. Bad. I wanted to throw the shoe away and just never walk again. Next morning... Next morning, I still didn't understand. I told my wife, honey, I don't know what just happened to me. Well, she probably worried, like, oh, man, he's losing his mind. He's crazy. He getting old. And, and I was worried. I said, I don't know what just happened to me. That was weird. It's two blocks to the light and turn. And I go, I walked, I got to the light, and I turned, and I'm five blocks down from where I should be. Next morning... I, I had to catch an early, early train. I had to be in the city by 7 in the morning. So I left the house at like 5.45. Dark. It was dark, foggy, and 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 little, you know, sketchy. Because, you know, around that area it gets a little, I've seen a lot of shady things going on. And so I, I always, I, I'm connected with, when I'm by myself, that's the time I talk to God, you know. And I said, you know, watch my family, watch over my kids today, bless them, bless them. And God, protect me. Walk with me. You know, keep me from, from, I don't walk around scared, but I walk around connected. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to, oh, God, I'm so scared walking in the dark. But, but, I, but, I, but I want God to lead me. And so I said, God, you know, protect me. So the next morning, it's pitch black. I'm walking. And I said, as I usually, I said, God, protect me as, as I'm walking. And, 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 and I felt in my spirit, as soon as I prayed that, God said, that's what I did yesterday. That's what I did yesterday. That's why you thought you walked two blocks and you were six blocks out the way. I'm guiding you. I protect you. I keep you from trouble. I keep you from harm. Sometimes you have to go further even when it hurts. But because God is protecting you. 
And you say, but God, why I have to suffer through this thing? Put this, fill in the blank. You use this for you. Why? Why do I have to, when you know this is hard, why am I enduring more pain? Why am I going through more trial? Why? God is saying, I'm protecting you from something. The, the thing that was going to get you was bigger than your ankles. The thing that was waiting for you on the regular path was going to be far worse than a blister. You'd be praying for blisters if I had let you walk into the thing you were going to walk into. But, but I kept it. I felt like I was transported. Like I just walked. Boom, I'm in a different place. But sometimes God will do that to you. I cannot imagine how I walked an extra five blocks when I'm in pain. You, do you understand what I'm saying? So we have to stay, listen, listen, without a prayer life, you can't connect with God. Without a prayer life, God, God, you, you can't hear from God. Now let me tell you something, it's awesome that you're here. It's beautiful when you gather with God's people, when we worship together, and you can get a sense of his presence and, and his body in this place, and hopefully through the pastors and ministers here, hopefully you can hear a word from God, and that's a good thing. But hear this, this is in red again. You can't have a relationship with God through somebody else. You can't. That's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. Those of you that grew up with a Catholic background, you, you've been taught that we go to people to intercede. We go to Mary and we go to the saints and, and we go to this saint because this saint is good at getting this message to God. And this saint is good at finding lost things. And so we go to this saint to, to, and so we go to this saint because this saint is the good for money. And this saint is the good. Doesn't that sound crazy to you? We need to reset that thinking. We don't need a mediator to go to God. We have one mediator in Christ. You can't have a relationship with God through somebody else. And so, listen, God brought me to this example in the Old Testament. I'm excited about this story. This is so good. You can read it for yourselves in the book of Exodus. I told you my story. Let me give you a God story because those are more important. Without God's story, my story is really stupid. So let me set it up for you. This is in the book of Exodus. Moses, if you know the story, Moses has already led God's people who were captive in Egypt under a horrible pharaoh. Right? Who abused them and treated them harshly. And, and he, he treated them harshly and abused them because the, the enemy, Pharaoh, was scared that God's people would rise up. And that they would be too powerful. Side note, the enemy's always been scared of the potential that God has for you. So God raises up Moses and, and, and to call them and to rally them and to lead them into their deliverance. Exodus means exactly that. It means an exit of God's people from Egypt. Into what God has called them to do. And so if you read that story, man, there's so much going on. There's miracles and, and plagues on the enemy. You know, Moses tells, tells uh, Pharaoh, let my people go. And he says, no, it's okay, a plague of frogs. And there's frogs all over the, the can you imagine? And he says, okay, a plague of flies. And there's flies all over the world in, in this area. Okay, a plague. And, and it just got worse and worse and worse. Okay, all your water turned to blood. Okay, all your, or everybody, one of them is boils. Can you imagine? And God says, okay, all of you are going to have boils all over your bodies. How many of you would, would start to pay attention? Be like, okay, God, I hear you. Stop with the boils. Stop. <laughs> I got the frogs. I got the gnats. I got the flies. Now I got stuff on my body. 
I hear you. Stop. But no, it, it continued. I mean, there were just incredible things. If you read the book of Exodus, I challenge you this week, kind of start to go through it. So God has provided all of this stuff for their deliverance. And he, he sends them food and water and he guides them with, with a cloud by day and a fire by night. I'm talking about incredible, miraculous things happening every day on the regular for them. Every day. Every day they're, they're seeing. They, they left. Without, and God provides food every day from heaven. Can you imagine Pop-Tarts from heaven every day? Just, just, just from heaven. Heavenly flavored Pop-Tarts. Every, just falling from the sky. Every day. And then they complain, we need carne. Que carne? We need carne. And so, penil, the, the next day, penil just dropped. The pigs don't even fly, but, but they dropped from the sky. Read it in Exodus. It's amazing, right? And so, God, they're seeing miraculous things every day. And, 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 and it says that at night, God provided a fire over them so that they can see and to guide them. So that they, and then during the day, they, they, God provided a cloud to, to lead them. And so, I mean, can you imagine being so connected to God, right? That, that we see miraculous things every day and that he provides and protects and guides every day. This is who these people were. And what they've seen. And so now we, we, we're around Exodus 20 at this point. And God is trying to teach them now how to live and, and how they should treat one another. He wants to give them the law. And, and that's a whole other message in itself. But, but just, just take it for what it is right now. He wants to give them the law. And so God starts to speak to them. And so the word says in Exodus 20, 18. It says, now all the people perceive the thunder and the lightning flashes and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. Can you imagine when God speaks that there's trumpets playing and nobody got an instrument? That don't bug anybody out. There's trumpets and, and the mountains shaking and smoking and thunder and lightning when God speaks. And, and the people, even after seeing God's heart, even after seeing God's protection, even after seeing God's provision, it says they, they, it, they, they, people saw it and they trembled and they stood at a distance. They stood far off. And, and 19, it said, and they said to Moses, you speak to us and we'll listen, but don't let God speak to us or we'll die. They stood far off and they said, God, Moses, you let him talk to you and then we'll hear from you. God, God wants to speak to all of them, but they said, let him talk to you and we'll hear from you. That's, uh, oh, let me not get ahead of myself. So when the people heard God, they stood far off. Church, church, let me, let me show you why this doesn't work. This isn't God's desire. God's desire is to speak to us, to have a relationship with us. The Father's heart is not to speak to me or any other leader, come on, while you stand far off. Anybody tells you that in any church, run. That's a cult. There's only one mediator in Christ. So what happened here in Exodus still happens with God's people for t today. Watch this. So Moses draws near to God, and, and he hears from God for the people as they stood far off. So Moses goes to the mountaintop. Moses has this experience with God. God is speaking to him for, for 40 days. This is amazing. Listen, listen. 40 days God is speaking to Moses. And, it, and I can imagine Moses never had to eat. 
He never had to go to the bathroom. He never had to go get a coffee. He never had to sleep. It doesn't tell us all that. I'm just, but, 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 but read it and, and you, you kind of assume that when you're in communication with God, you don't need anything else. Oh, come on. This is good. 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 So he's talking for 40 days. 40 days God is speaking to Moses. And it seems like God is just talking the whole time. He's just downloading into Moses the whole time. And Moses is just receiving it and chilling. And they're good. And and somehow his belly's full. Somehow he's good. Somehow he's not dehydrating. Somehow he's not emptying. Somehow he's not overflowing. Something about just being in the presence of God. God is giving him everything he needs just by speaking to him. Ay, 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 this is good. So listen, so Moses is doing that, doing what the people ask for. Time passes. It's 40 days and Moses hasn't come back yet. And so the people get tired of waiting. The people get tired of waiting. And so they come to Aaron, the second in command. And they, Exodus 32, 1, check this out. They come to Aaron and they said, now, when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people assembled about Aaron and they said to him, come, make us a God who will go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, I don't know what happened to him. Understand what's up here. They have seen God do these amazing miracles on their behalf. God has fed them. God has led them. God has spoken to them. God has done. Remember the sea? They were trapped and the enemy was going to kill them. And and God said, drop your eyes. And the sea opened and they just walked chilling like there was fish right through the sea. Can Can you imagine how you would live after seeing a miracle like that? So they saw all of that. And and here they are at this point. They, they, get, they heard God speak and they got scared. They experienced the power of God and they choose to stand far off. That's us sometimes, church. I don't, I don't care what you say. We say, God, I don't want the responsibility of hearing from you directly. I'd rather go to church and blame the pastor. I'd rather go to church and leave that church and tell them I'm not being fed. I'd rather put it off on the church. I'd rather leave the church and say, I don't like to worship at that place. They worship to this and to that. It's too loud. It's too low. It's too slow. It's too fast. Oh, pastor's boring. I don't, I don't like the word there. We'd rather put it. We don't want the responsibility of hearing from God and being responsible to God. We don't want the responsibility of having to come to church all the time or being part of the body. Call me when you need me. I'll call you when I need you. That's modern American Christianity. And you know what's crazy and scary about that? God doesn't force us to hear him. Sometimes he'll give us exactly what we want. And so now they feel God is taking too long. Listen, when we're not in communication with God, we'll never understand his delays. If God had been talking with them this whole time, they wouldn't be talking like this. But they chose to stand far off. They chose to hear from Moses. The challenge this week is to reset a life of prayer for you. A communication with God, of hearing from God. Listen, it's awesome to have leaders <laughs> that you can trust and, and believe that they're going to get a word from God and they're going to give it, but that's not enough. It will not sustain you sufficiently. 
A baby will not continue to grow and become mature if the only thing the baby eats is from his mommy's breast. My granddaughter is over four, it's just four months old, and the doctor says she can be start being introduced to new foods. Four months. We got Christians in church four years. They're still looking for the nipples. We got Christians in church 14 years, and they're still, I'm ready for my bottle, Pastor. Can you hold it for me? No, no, lean in a little bit this way. No, that's not how I like it. Can you warm it up a little bit? Can you cool it down a little bit, Pastor? So, so what happened? Okay, okay, I'm glad you asked. So it's a perfect example here of what happens in Exodus and what happens when we choose this response. Aaron, the leader, this is why it's so important to have a leader that you trust, to follow leaders that are connected to God. Aaron, the leader, this man of God, says, okay, you, you want me to make you another God? Okay, everybody, take off your gold. Send me all your gold rings, your gold bracelets, your earrings. Take the gold off your kids. Send all the gold up. And so they, they all took off their gold. What's going on here, right? And so they give it to him. He puts all the gold in these pots and he melts them. And he says, with a graving tool, he creates this huge golden calf. He creates a calf. A huge golden calf. And then the people worship the calf. They stand in front of it and they said, these are the gods that brought us out of Egypt. Isn't that not crazy as hell? They, they just made this god out of gold and they said, these are the gods that, that led us out of... And, and God has done all these miracles for them and he showed himself faithful time and time again. Now small things, big miracles. And now they have this huge party and they worship the calf. The word says they have a festival. People come to eat and drink and rise up to play. You know what that wording is? It's a sexual connotation. So they eat and they drink and they rise up to play. So now there's orgies and, and mass sexual worship in front of this. These are God's people. People that God has done all these things for. And here they are in drunken orgies worshiping a gold calf. Now we can read that and we can say that sounds crazy. Gasp, OMG, SMH. Like we would never do that. How can people do that? That's blasphemous, man. We would never. But the truth is when we don't have a prayer life, we end up doing exactly the same thing. We make gods out of what we think has gotten us this far. Mm. Our job becomes a god. Our hustle becomes a god. Jim can become our God. Our relationship can become a God. I have people coming to me. My boyfriend left me. Oh my God, the end of the world. Shut up. Shut up. Really? End of the world? Kill yourself? Really? For that bum? He don't even have a job. For her? Is she worth it? Really? 
But it becomes a guy, it's the golden calf. We don't see it. We don't think it's as crazy. We don't see it as, as blasphemous, but it's the same thing. We make a God out of people. We make a God out of a relationship. We make Our things become a God. Our cars, our house, our bling, our jewelry, it becomes a God. And we worship it and it matters to us. Anything we put our trust in becomes the golden calf and we eat and drink and we rise up to play in front of it. And Aaron, the man of God, the leader, the second in command, that's why it's so important to, to, to know the leader that you're following. And when a leader just wants to please people, he'll do anything the people want. If you had the power in the church to tell the pastor what to preach, that's a people-pleasing leader. You should leave or lead the church. You should lead because he's not fit to lead. They wanted a God, and to keep them happy, he builds one. When Moses confronts them, when Moses finally comes down and sees them and tells them, what have you done? He said, I don't know what happened. We threw the gold in the fire, and a calf came out. He says that. Read the word. That's exactly his excuse. I don't know. I threw a ring in the fire, and a calf came out. Meanwhile, the word says he, he molded it. He, can you imagine? That's work to make this huge golden calf out of gold that's melted. You're putting in some hours. He said, I don't know what happened. We threw a ring, a bracelet, and a calf came out. The challenge this week is to reset a life of prayer. If, if you already have a prayer life, intensify it. Listen, if, if the only time you think of God or communicate with Him is when you're here or when something goes wrong, then I challenge you to step up your game this week. We're doing this challenge with a few other churches this year. And so Monday night, we'll be hosting a prayer service here. And Tuesday night, it'll be at another place. And Wednesday, it'll be at another place. Look at your bulletins. Friday, I think we're at Harvest Field. This is not to say you have to come to every service. You have to be out of your house all, all week this week. You don't have to go to any of them. It's just an, an, a place to, to give you a connection. You can connect on your own. As a matter of fact, it's better if you, be, if you make this a habit that's more than a service. Because the services are going to end after week one. Hiya. We want to restart. We want to intensify and restart and create a lifestyle, of pra a practice of praying, of hearing from God for yourself. Do-overs and restarts are available for you this year. Just ask out the Welcome Center. Now, I'm going to give you some simple things to look at this year so, so you can forget resolutions and just reflect. This is what's important at the start of the year. This is why I love New Year's. It's a good time not to make empty promises. It's a good time to reflect and say, what worked for me and what didn't work? Amen? So consider, think for a moment, consider the past 12 months. What was good? What was good for you? Who was good for you? This is reflection time. What worked? What wasn't so good? What didn't work? Who didn't work for you? Who wasn't good for you? If you think about every stupid decision you made last year and there was a person attached to it, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That was easy. 
I know as young people, this is hard, right? My boys are my rider. That's my rider die. That's my life. My... No, they're not. No, they're not. They'll put them in a pinch and they'll tell the cop everything was your idea. I've seen it way too many times. Everything was his idea. And you're probably the most innocent one in the, in the bunch because you're still coming to church, so at least you're getting something. Right? You're the most innocent one in the bunch, and you're the one that's going to send get sent up for 10. Think about what was good, what didn't work. Now, draw up and, and commit to a simple, practical, achievable plan of bringing more of what's been good, more of what worked into the next 12 months, and less of what wasn't and less of what didn't. Come on. Listen to me. Don't get religious with prayer. Can, can I give you some practical stuff right now? Because some of you think, thinking, oh, i got to pray three hours. Don't get religious with prayer. It doesn't have to be long, and it doesn't have to be serious. Can I give you some tips real quick? Worship team, you could come so, so they think it's over. <laughs> Don't make prayer complicated. Listen to me. Don't make prayer. If you make prayer complicated, if you make it this, this religious thing, you're not going to do it. You'll do it twice, and you won't go back to it. Don't use words you don't even understand. (laughs) Don't copy somebody else's prayer and repeat things you don't even know what it means. Don't make prayers so long by repetition. The word said, let your words be few. God knows. You don't have to pray like somebody else. You don't have to repeat. Here's one that drives me crazy all the time. I tell my team all the time. You don't have to repeat God's 46 titles at the start of every sentence. Let me give you an example. Mighty God in heaven, I just want you to know, mighty God in heaven, that you are my mighty God in heaven. And mighty God in heaven, I just come to you right now, mighty God in heaven, so that you would hear me, mighty God in heaven, so that we could do something, mighty God in heaven, so that you can be my mighty God in heaven. (laughs) Mighty God in heaven. Oh, you're mighty God in heaven. Don't, just, do you talk to anybody else like that? (laughs) My beautiful wife, I just want to talk to you, my beautiful wife, and I want to say to you, my beautiful, she would like that, that'd be nice. But, but it would be awkward, right? Don't speak to God like this. Say, Papi, I love you. God, I don't know how to talk to you, so I'm just going to talk to you like this. God, I, I got a hard day coming up today. God, can you, can you just be with me, God, today? God, I'm a mess, but your word says you love me anyway. Thank you for that, God. And then thank him for the things that you normally would be... Whatever. Thank you, God, that my kids, that they, that they have the ability to destroy an entire room in 10 seconds. Thank you, God, for the endless energy that they have. Praise God for that. Now please give me the strength to not strangle them. That's okay. That's okay. That's a good prayer. That's a good prayer. That's a pastoral prayer. (laughs) So let me challenge you this week to connect with God. Read a psalm a day. Get into your word. It's hard to know what to pray sometimes when you don't have some of the word. So, So read a psalm. 
every day. Read a little passage. Read, uh, download uh, the message app. Download, there's 116 Bible apps. Download a Bible app. They're free. And just follow a plan. A couple minutes a day just to hear a little bit of scripture and then kind of pray it. Ask God about it. Say, God, I don't understand this psalm. This sounds crazy as hell to me. That's okay. You're connecting with God. God, speak to me through this thing. I don't understand what it means. That's okay. Stay connected throughout the day. Some people set, a, set aside a time to pray and, and a place to pray, and that's beautiful if you can do that. But I challenge you, even if you do that, stay connected during the day. Because I don't, I don't want, you know, I want the Holy Spirit like a secret service in my ear. I want to be connected everywhere I go. I don't want to have this, this home base. Okay, this is the plan for today. We're going to this, this. We're going to take over the world, Pinky. All right, awesome. And then leave. When, whenever you see in the, in the movies, right, they have this battle plan, battle plan, and then they leave there and they're connected. And they say, all right, God, I'm on that block right now. You know that block we talked about. I'm here. And he's going to tell you, stop, slow down. And you slow down and a truck, boom, passes right in front of you. And you're like, got you. And stay connected. And when you stay connected, you'll hear like your day will change. It's amazing. This is not being a religious fanatic. This is not being some Jesus freak, some crazy person. This is loving God and walking in his in the way he wants you to walk, man. It's a beautiful life. We make it boring and we make it whack and we make it corny because we make it corny. But God says, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. God wants you to walk you down the street when you needed $26 to pay a bill. He wants to walk you down the street and, and tell you to look down. And you look down and there's $60 on the floor. And you're like. <laughs> and the bill was $26, but you found $60. Why? Because God will always give you more. God, God is not, God's not tight with his budget. You understand? <laughs> This is the bonus challenge real quick. I know it's, I'm running late. I'm sorry. In this week of prayer, I'm going to ask God. I want you to ask God to give you one word for the year. This is not a New Year's resolution. This is not. This is saying, God, give me one. Speak in this week of prayer as I'm reading your word, as I'm connecting with you. Let one word continue to come up and come up and come up. I mean, like it's on the bulletin at work. It's, it's in your, it's, it's on the train with an ad. And this word is just going to haunt you the whole week. And it's just God speaking to you. This is the word for you. The word could be whatever it is. It could be healthy. It could be, uh, uh, you know, discernment. It could be fun. It could be authority. It could be power. It could be wisdom. Whatever that word this week that God will continue to put, I want you to grab that word, hold on to it. We'll talk about it later in January. But we're going to let that word shape us for the rest of the year. And it's going to be powerful. Amen? Can we pray? Come on, let's stand. Woo! Let's give, let's give God a, a hand, man. Let's, I'm excited. I'm excited to start a new year with you guys. I'm excited to hear what God's going to do. I'm excited to see change in people's lives, to see, see just God 
just grabbing families and snatching them up and, and changing things, man. It's so amazing when God will grab a family and just one by one you see, oh man, my cousin's different. Oh man, you saw Titi? Titi was raising a hand in church. That's crazy. She was smoking blunts last week. And now, and now she, you know what I'm saying? When you see God just start to change family, it's amazing, man. The power of God is amazing. Father, we just thank you, God. We thank you, God. As we pray, if you still need a do-over, come get one. Don't, don't leave. Come get one. You don't have to wait. Come get one now if you need one. If the basket gets empty, just come to the basket and grab one in the spirit because that's just a piece of paper anyway. Just grab one and walk back. If you need a do-over, come get a do-over. nothing special we didn't pray over those papers we didn't anoint the oil with the ribbons with nothing we didn't do anything with that there's nothing special about that it's just there's something special about papi there's something special about god i I need a restart i need a do-over i I need a do-over god i want to restart i want to reset if this gets empty like i said just come to the basket put your hand in and go back god god knows i came for a reset i came for a do-over Father, thank you. Thank you, God, that you... Thank you, God, that we're a mess and that you love us deeply. Thank you, God, that your word says, while we were still ungodly, you came to die for us. Thank you, God, that we haven't earned your grace. We haven't earned your might. We haven't earned your mercy. We haven't earned your gift. God, you said, while we were yet sinful, while we were yet ungodly, you died for us before we loved you you loved us God and so we thank you God we thank you God if you're here and you've never made that decision to follow Christ man don't don't hesitate don't wait for a special prayer do it right where you are say God I, today I reset I ask for a do over I know that you've been calling me I know that you've been tugging on my heart I know that you've been setting certain things up around me I know that even today was a setup, God that you set me up I know that you're calling me and I, I choose to follow you today do that right where you're right where you're seated today I choose to follow you today you were one of those that said church ain't my thing this ain't my thing today I make it my thing Not to be part of a church, but to be part of your kingdom, God. Not to be religious or be part of a religion, but to be, have communication with you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the hearts and the souls here, Lord. Thank you for your kingdom, for your kingdom majesty, for your kingdom power. I pray right now, God, that miraculous touch. I pray for a miraculous touch right now, God. All throughout this building, Lord God. Father, you, you said that we can, we can walk in these things, that we would do these things because you're the same God that parted the Red Sea. You're the same God that, that rained down food from heaven. You're the same God that led us with, with a, a fire by night and a, and a cloud by day. You're the same God that when you speak, the building shakes and the mountains tremble and there's lightning and thunder and trumpets. You're the same God. <coughs> So God, we choose to release that right now, God. 
Release your thunder and your lightning. Release your small, still voice. Speak to us today, everywhere that we are, everywhere that we're gathered. Speak to the... See, I, I pray right now, God, that you would answer those questions that there... Some of you in here, they, they, were, they were asking you and saying, God, if, if, if it's you, God, if it's you, then, then, then speak to this. Well, I'm speaking to this right now. God, I ask that you would speak to that right now. Not that we subject you to test, but that you love us so much that you would answer us when we call you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 